Podcast. I am one of the few people who think the Patriots are actually going to be really good this year. Let's go! Oh, God. It's me. It's Kevin Wilder. Shocker! Surprise! All right, welcome in to the latest R. Bill Simmons podcast. This will be the first of two podcasts today. A lot of news is breaking on this Monday, December 18th. The second pod will be on the Ringer Union coming back to life ahead of what is suspected to be Bill's contract being up at Spotify four years since the deal was agreed to in early 2020 so it would be coming up in early 2024 so stay tuned for that one but for this episode it is a sports media update on a very interesting story that just came out from the wall street journal and the story goes as follows amazon may be interested and is in negotiations to invest in diamond sports Now, Diamond Sports, you might know them better as Bailey's Sports. And people mostly hate these guys, and for good reason. So they own about half the local rights to baseball, hockey, and basketball, the the major sports leagues. And so they've gone bankrupt for a variety of reasons, which I'm going to get into in a second but they have 40 major sports teams that they have the rights to. And the article today is that Amazon may invest in them as they're going through bankruptcy and they'd partner that partner with them as a deal to eventually get those local rights onto Amazon. Now we need to separate first how valuable those rights are versus why the company went into bankruptcy in the first place. So to do that, Let's start off with when these were sold by Fox, they used to be the Fox Sports Networks, when they were sold by Fox to Disney, the Department of Justice said, there's too much power with Disney and ESPN. You guys have to, you bought all these Fox assets. Remember, they bought Fox Entertainment. So that's why Disney owns Hulu now. That's why Disney owns 21st Studios. That's why FX is owned by Disney. So the Department of Justice said, you have to sell these networks. And so what was interesting when that was forced because they said Disney would have too much power having ESPN in these networks is that the logical bidders for Diamond Sports, and they weren't even called Diamond Sports at the time, but the logical bidders for a collection of regional sports networks, it wasn't that much because if Fox couldn't bid, they were selling them. If ESPN couldn't bid, if Comcast, which owns the others, couldn't bid because Comcast probably wouldn't have passed the Department of Justice anyway, the actual amount of bidders for these collection of sports networks was a lot less than people expected. And it came down to Major League Baseball itself 
was eyeing a bid and they put a bid out there and they almost won partnering with a company called Liberty Media, which owns large stakes in Charter Communications, the number two broadband provider, as well as that company owns the Braves. So they're, they are interested in this. They would have partnered with Major League Baseball. Or the other one that who actually won was Sinclair. And Sinclair owns local TV stations. So it's a little bit of a convoluted environment here, but I, I want to set the stakes for how Amazon could factor in here. So I want to get to why it didn't work out with Sinclair. So Sinclair owns these local TV stations. So, okay, you turn on the TV with your DirecTV or Comcast or Charter or YouTube TV subscription. And what do you get? You get CBS. You watch your NFL on CBS. But often CBS, Fox, NBC, and ABC they aren't actually owned by those companies, the actual local stations. They're affiliated with them, and they pay a fee to the network, which is the ABC, but they're not owned by them. So you turn on the TV, and the, the chain of money going on is that local TV station could be owned by Sinclair Broadcast Group. It could be owned by Gray Television. It could be owned by Tegna. It could be owned by Cox Media. It could be owned by a number of different broadcast companies. And Nexstar, actually, I think is the biggest one. And so what will happen is Nexstar pays ABC, for example, a specific amount of money for the rights to be affiliated with ABC, which means for the rights to show their content. Now, obviously, the content is incredibly awesome because it's the NFL, so they pay a large amount of money to get that. And the way that the, the local TV networks get the money to offset the payment is they go and they raise prices on the Comcast, the DirecTVs, the YouTube TVs of the world. So if you ever have your, your bill, if you look at your TV bill, you'll, you'll see something that'll have like local TV or broadcast retransmission expense. And it could be 10, 15, 20 bucks. And what that means is that that's the amount of money that Comcast is paying to, let's call it Nexstar or Tegna, for the right to show that local channel to you. And then and ultimately what is happening is the, the chain of how this works is the end consumer pays money for the right to watch the games. That goes to the local TV station, the local TV station then pays that money to the network, which is CBS. The network then pays that money to the NFL. And then the NFL then pays that money to owners and players. So it's a convoluted chain of command, and people are taking profits in every part of that command. But ultimately, the end consumer, you, me, everybody else watching sports, is paying money going to players and owners in the major sports leagues. So when Sinclair bought these regional sports networks, they thought what they could do is they would pair their local broadcast stations with the local sports stations, negotiate that together, and then lock in carriage, which means that the video distributors like a direct TV would actually carry the sports channels. They'd have better negotiating leverage together, and then they would be able to lock in rights. Uh, they would be able to lock in the payments for the foreseeable future. 
And that didn't happen. So this deal happened and Sinclair could not ensure the carriage of those networks onto your typical video distributors. The first one was Dish Network. The second one I think was YouTube TV. I'm not sure they were ever on Hulu. And now I'm not even sure how many of video distributors actually carry the regional sports networks because I think even DirecTV, you have to buy a sports tier to get them. And so this is why everybody is so upset with Bailey Sports, Diamond Sports, is they're going, I can't watch my local team. Why? How? This makes no sense. Couldn't I do a streaming option? For a lot of them, there aren't actually streaming options. So it's been a whole mess. And compounded with that is the way that Sinclair structured the deal, they only... They basically put the regional sports networks into a separate part of the company, a separate silo. And they I think they paid about $10 billion. They paid for it with $9 billion of debt, which is crazy. They basically did a very aggressive private equity takeover, an LBO, leveraged buyout. They basically did that for the regional sports networks, which meant that if things even went slightly bad – they have too much debt and serious bankruptcy risk, and that's exactly what happened. Things didn't go slightly bad. They went incredibly bad because they weren't getting the, the carriage from these channels. Now, the other reason why sports, uh, regional sports networks are dying out now is because the previous model was that they were inside of the linear TV bundle, the ecosystem, um, that was growing like ESPN used to. They're like mini ESPNs. That was growing. So if the the, the network charged two, three, four dollars for every subscriber, subscribers were going up, the charge was going up, they could afford to pay teams, increasing sports rights fees, and it worked out. Now cord cutting is seven percent a year, increasing. So what so even if Diamond Sports didn't even if Diamond Sports was fully carried by Dish Network, by YouTube TV, by everybody that they previously were carried by, even if that was the case, they still would be in a lot of trouble because their revenue is declining because cord cutting's down 7%. That means their subscribers are down 7%, which means if you offset that by maybe a 5% increase, your revenue is down 2%. Now you add that to the all the rights that are signed, they're usually increasing annually three, four, five percent. So if you have annual revenue going down three percent, but costs going up four percent, that means your earnings are getting shot uh, every single year, year over year. And it's it's not gonna work for you. You can't have a business where your costs go up and your revenue goes down. That's when things file for bankruptcy. So the company filed for bankruptcy, and in this article we have here that Diamond's creditors, which means the largest holders of their bonds, uh, they include Prudential, uh, insurance company, Fidelity Investments, and several hedge funds, and they are divided on the best way forward for the business, as the article says. So that sets you up for why this thing didn't work out in the first place, because it was a flawed premise of combining local TV rights uh, generally with sport local sports rights, that didn't work. 
and there was too much debt. And then maybe the third piece I'll say too, to finish up this introduction to it, is previously those networks were within Fox. So love them or hate them, Fox News is the most viewed non-sports channel in the bundle by far. It's not even a contest. Typically, Fox News was getting at least when when um when Tucker was there, their ratings have actually declined pretty significantly since Tucker Carlson left. But generally, Fox News gets similar to higher ratings than MSNBC and CNN combined, and they also Tucker's shows would get three million, four million viewers a night. That compares to NBA games sometimes at one to two million a night. Now, Fox viewers are much older. Probably on average, they're 65 plus. So the NBA still gets more advertising because you want to get after, go after the young demo. So that's part of it too. But certainly three to four million viewers a night for their primetime shows, which in their heyday a couple years ago they were getting, that's pretty substantial. And so because of that, Fox News, very in-demand network. And you know, some people might say, well, why don't – like why is Fox News – still being carried by all these video distributors. Like why does DirecTV carry Fox News but then drop Newsmax, another conservative network? Like some people might say, what's what's even the point to keeping Fox News? Well, if you drop Fox News, a lot of people that have your, your uh, service, they will drop and they will go somewhere else because Fox News has a big fan base. So I'm, I'm using that to say Fox News is very valuable. Fox Sports is also very valuable. So Fox owns a lot of their local TV networks. They're they're one of the companies, I think, more so than ABC, CBS, or NBC. They own a pretty substantial amount of their TV networks. So what Fox does is they go, hey, when you're negotiating with us, you're buying Fox, the right to have the, the Fox networks local TV stations, which are incredibly valuable because of the NFL, you're also having the right to buy Fox News. And oh, by the way, Fox Sports 1, which carries a lot of sports, that's in the package too. So as Fox had all that, then the regional sports networks were there too. And what Fox specifically said, and the reason that Fox didn't bid for their regional sports networks again and they theoretically – I said earlier like they, they'd be out of bidding. They theoretically could have bid for those. The reason Fox didn't, and this is what the company said, is they said we've been basically – we've been getting less uh, of a benefit for our Fox networks, Fox News, Fox Sports by supporting these regional sports networks. We don't want to support a subpar asset anymore. Pretty interesting, right? And then – Fox has also cited the fact that like National Geographic, for example, they sold that to Disney. They were able to launch that network on the strength of having Fox Sports and Fox News. They were able to launch FXX off of FX. They were able to launch that on the strength. Now, FXX is removed from Disney's uh, offerings in their most recent negotiation, which tells you how far cable TV has fallen in a few years. But so that's the final piece of, of like, well, why did the regional sports networks model stop working now? It's because it was previously supported by better assets. And now when it went to Sinclair, it was supported by much weaker assets, which meant it didn't actually su support, didn't get support. And Sinclair, rather than bankrupt the whole company, 
went to companies like Dish and YouTube TV and said, okay, yes, keep our region, keep our local TV stations on um, your packages so you keep paying us, but we're going to be okay with the regional sports networks going bust. So that is the, the basic premise here of Diamond Sports and why they collapsed. Now, what is this new Amazon article? So basically, the NBA, this was very interesting. So a couple weeks ago, um, this was actually about a, more than a couple weeks ago, um, a month and a half ago, John Orand at Sports Business Journal, he wrote that the 15 NBA teams with Bailey slash Diamond RSNs are taking 16% low of reduction in their rights fees for this season to get the flexibility of aligning all contract end dates for April. So what that means is that the NBA said, hey, we want those local rights back. So what we're going to do is we'll take a little bit of pay cut for this year, and after this year, we'll get those back. And so I commented that this is a great deal for the NBA because – yeah, it's a short-term negative that they don't get as much money this year, but they will be able to then take those local rights back because those are part of the contracts with Bailey Sports, and they'll be able to sell them to the highest bidder. So, for example, they can go out and they can say, hey, if you know Amazon, if ESPN+, Plus, HBO Max – all of those could be in the bidding for local rights. And I think that would be smart because Amazon, for example, of course Amazon wants more sports. Why wouldn't they? Amazon's already in the business of having uh, – they own a piece of the Yes Network, the Yankee station, and they show some Yankees games exclusively on Amazon Prime. But Amazon wants in the business. ESPN, they're talking about ESPN Plus is the future of ESPN. Why wouldn't they? It is because cable TV – that's a dead end eventually. They need to go to streaming. So wouldn't it be interesting if ESPN goes, yeah, I'll, I'll have some local rights and you have to buy ESPN Plus to then get the local rights. So what ends up happening is ESPN, the Hulu bundle, the Disney Plus bundle, that gets bolstered by having local rights. Number three, HBO Max or Max now. They're already doing – a sports add-on for the game, the rights that they own to TNT and TBS. So the Major League Baseball playoffs this year, if you wanted to, you could pay um, Max for an add-on and you would get those rights even if you didn't have cable. So what I'm saying is that the local rights, they're going to be valuable, the local streaming rights. How valuable? Yeah, maybe not as much as the linear rights, as the, the rights to show them on cable TV, but they're going to be valuable. And I think before this article from Amazon came out, the idea was that Bailey Sports, they might liquidate. So that's in the article here that essentially there, there's a thought that maybe they just liquidate the whole thing and that's better for the debt holders, which don't really have too much, um, too much money left here. But that was, that was a thought. Now, I'll read from Amazon here. I'll read from this article here that Amazon is in talk. So, so I set up the stage for why comp companies like Amazon would be interested in the local rights. 
And so the thought has been the leagues will get these local rights back over the next year or so, either because of a contract like the NBA, MLB, and NHL might agree to that, or Diamond Sports might simply liquidate. And if they do, the rights revert back to the leagues, and the leagues have both the linear TV cable rights and they have the streaming rights. Ideally trying to get money for both, but the streaming rights are going to be very interesting in the next NBA rights deal. And I think for a lot of people listening, which probably have uh, some streamers, but don't have a cable TV package because it's extremely expensive now. The difference here is that Amazon might be trying to get in before that bidding and actually invest in Diamond Sports, help them on their future strategy, keep the rights at Diamond Sports rather than reverting to the leagues and then essentially like hopping the line and getting those rights and the leagues might not be happy and the other streaming competitors might not be happy. So that's why it gets very interesting. So I'll read some stuff from the article here. So it says Amazon in talks uh, to invest in the biggest regional sports programmer. So it would advance the e-commerce giant's aggressive push into sports content as it takes on streaming rivals like Disney and Netflix. Of course, it would be a benefit to Amazon. It'd be expensive, but it's a benefit to Amazon winning over Disney and Netflix. And it says Diamond Sports is actively negotiating with Amazon about a strategic investment and a multi-year streaming partnership. If an agreement is reached, Amazon's prime video platform would eventually become the streaming home for Diamond's games. So again, that's just what I'm saying. It's Amazon, instead of bidding against Disney, maybe even Netflix, maybe even Apple, Max probably, maybe even Peacock, instead of being one of several bidders, they're jump, they're attempting to jump the line here. And I'll read the article again. Diamond, which has the local rights to about half the teams in MLB and NBA and about a third of NHL, would continue operating the cable networks through its existing partnerships. And so that's important too because Amazon, they don't really care. No, none of these streamers really care. If you're a streamer only, you don't care about the linear uh, part of it. You just want the streaming rights because streaming is the future. Linear is dying out. Should the companies, again, I'm reading from the article, should the companies manage to strike a deal, it could help enable Diamond, which operates the Bailey Sports Banner Networks, to stave off liquidation. So there again, you have that idea that they might be liquidating. And if I'm the leagues, so if I'm the NBA and the NHL, I'm totally fine with liquidation because I get the majority of my money from broad TV rights deals, not the local deals. And I want those local rights back because then it's very easy for me to sell those to the highest bidder. MLB is a little bit different because MLB gets a significant chunk of their – the teams get a significant chunk of their revenue from the local TV channels. So if Diamond Sports liquidates, then all of a sudden that money coming in that Diamond Sports was paying the Major League Baseball teams, that's potentially subject to a pretty substantial cut because most of that money is in the cable TV. So this is, for example, why the Dodgers were able to sign Otani. The Dodgers have, have the best regional sports networks deal in the major leagues where they are guaranteed, regardless of any subscribers or not, they're guaranteed their rights payment for the next, I think it's the next 15 years now. 
and it's 300 or so million a year. So if you want to know why the Dodgers keep signing everybody, it's because they, they have a locked in regional sports network contract that pays them the most money of anybody in the entire league. It's an incredible contract. So um, that's why. So I'll continue on this article that the, so this is uh, the, the regional sports operator, which is diamond sports has sought to acquire streaming rights for its local teams. It carries, but that has proved challenging. So where it gets interesting, the MLB in particular has been wary of seeing diamond acquiring blanket streaming rights for its network. So that's where it could get interesting between Amazon and these leagues is that if Amazon gives Diamond money to continue on, Diamond doesn't liquidate. Diamond is now paying these teams that, especially MLB teams, maybe more money than they should be because of their existing agreements. Then Diamond goes out with the Amazon money and says, hey, We'll give you guys, we have the money now to give you guys more money for your streaming rights. Give us the streaming rights, then they'll be put on Amazon. So if I'm MLB, I'm hearing this news. I'm not that happy about it. I think the same thing with the NBA. If I'm Adam Silver and I'm hearing this news, I'm going, wait, I thought we just agreed to a contract with Diamond, which means we're getting the rights back at the end of the year, or we have the right to. Now, if Amazon comes in, is that going to happen or not? We don't know. Very interesting. It might not happen. And so that's why I think, look, let, let's go broad here for a second. Amazon and their company, they are always in the news. They are looking at every single company. And do they ever pull the trigger? Very rarely. They bought Whole Foods. They bought an iRobot company. But for what Amazon is known for, it's almost all been developed internally. They're always in the news for potentially trying to buy somebody, but do they ever do it? Very, very rarely. So this could be the same thing here, and this could be a warning shot to the NBA to say, hey, NBA, if you don't give us a great deal in this next upcoming rights negotiation, if you don't give us, call it Thursday night NBA and some playoff games for a good price, if you don't do that, we're going to make your life a lot tougher by throwing Diamond Sports, Bailey Sports. We're going to throw them a lifeline, and you're not going to be happy about it. So give us what we want, and we're okay. We're good. Then auction off the rights to the highest bidder, and we'll have those overall broad NBA rights. I think that's very interesting for what could happen here. And then just finally in Diamond Sports, finishing up the article here. So we've got, okay, the company entered Chapter 11 bankruptcy in mid-March, aiming to renegotiate its contract with teams and restructure its more than $8 billion of debt stemming from its deal. Um, Diamond's creditors, including Prudential, Fidelity, several hedge funds, have been divided in the best way forward for the business. Some creditors have said a wind-down is the best outcome while others believe Diamond could operate profitably if it renegotiated the terms of its commercial agreements. So that's very interesting too, because any deal that Amazon would even negotiate with Diamond, that is extremely complicated because you have to get the creditors on board. And some of these creditors have written down this debt from a high price to a pretty damn low price, and they're kind of bag holders at this point. 
and they want to at least get some recovery value for their investment. So they're going to, they are going to accept the deal that gives them the most potential money up front. And that might be liquidation, honestly, as opposed to, because the liquidation would at least guarantee you something in the immediate term. Taking money from Amazon, that requires execution in the future. And these companies might not want that. So let's um, let's wrap it up here. The key here is if you're an NBA fan, because I, I think most people listening right now, th- th- this is the biggest th- deal. If you're an NBA fan, you want easier access to local NBA games, right? That's That's totally fair. I think everyone listening could say that. The way that Diamond Sports was operating before this article today, that was going to happen in in 2024, in the 2025 season. What was likely going to happen is the NBA was going to either include all those rights in the same package as somebody, but probably more likely they were going to auction off local rights to streaming players, and then that would be your streamer of choice for that NBA season. If Amazon Prime has local rights to to the Bucks, go with Prime. If it's ESPN Plus, do that. Maybe it's one company. Maybe they'd split them. Uh, maybe they'd split them network by network. But basically, it would be a lot easier to view your games. Now that is completely thrown into question because if Amazon does actually invest, gives Diamond Sports liquidity, gives creditors some recovery value, now is going to be showing those games. It's only going to be on Amazon, but it's going to be on Amazon through the Diamond Sports and not through the league. And that could be very different on pricing, on availability, on the overall NBA strategy of what they want to do. And so ultimately, I think as a consumer, I probably want Amazon not to be involved here because I want the league looking at looking at it from their perspective to offer it to as many consumers as possible. Now, maybe that could be wrong. Maybe it would make sense for Amazon to ultimately get these, but I think we want the local games to be distributed as, as wide as we can. And so if Amazon's looking to pick out a carcass in order to jump the line, that could be a little bit consumer unfriendly. But look, my, my mind's going to be open. That's my first read. I think the story is going to get very interesting as the weeks and months go on up to, I mean, this NBA rights deal is a, a, an incredible story and I'm going to be covering it on this podcast uh, for the next several weeks, months, years. So um, buckle up. We got a lot more content and then the podcast after this, which hopefully I'm dropping shortly after this will be uh, discussing the ringer union. So cheers. See you in the next one. And I'm out.